Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Welcome to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue our player profile, talking about LaVisca Chenault Jr. I'm kind of excited to dive into him. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Mr. Stoops. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Like you said, excited to dive into this one. Um, he's a guy that a lot of people have, have really, really up um before this season even started when you look at it we'll get into the numbers but when you look at his sophomore season how phenomenal he did that year so um definitely a guy a lot of people have been talking about for for quite a while so excited to dive a little bit deeper yeah i agree with you 100 percent. like it's it's kind of crazy to me because i figured i wanted to, to kind of kick the show off with this a little bit obviously it has nothing to do with lavisca chanel as the player but kind of the person he was i, I was kind of diving into him a little bit and his background is is pretty crazy. Like his dad was killed uh, by an oncoming car. Like they were pulled over on the side of the road on a family trip, and they were switching drivers. His dad was killed that day, which is obviously traumatizing. But I didn't know this about him. From that moment on, he kept his dreads ever since then. And whenever he was in high school, they they wouldn't let him play uh, basketball in high school because he wouldn't cut his own dreads. And it's something that he wears with pride. And, and like I said, it's something different to to start the show off with, but. To me personally, like that that story was kind of like wow, like it kind of shows you the kind of character Laviska has, and and to stand by his standards and stand by his morals, even though everybody around him was like, you know, obviously he probably could have been a talented basketball player because he's a very talented football player, but he was not going to chop his dreads off for anybody, and, and you know, hats off to Chenault for doing that, and and it just kind of was like wow like it kind of puts a lot of the things in perspective it's like lavisca chanel is just like the rest of us you know what i mean like we're, we're all human beings at the end of the day Steve's. no i agree and i remember hearing that story and one thing i do do really like hearing is he could have easily said okay fine you know cuts off his dreads even though he doesn't feel he needs to or should just so he can play basketball but i really did enjoy hearing that he basically told them, and I don't know how the whole conversation went, obviously, but he clearly did not cut them off. So I was I was very about that. I love seeing people stand behind what they believe um, and, and sticking with it, even in that moment of having to make a, a decision um, one way or the other. So love seeing that he stuck with it, stuck his ground, um, still has the dreads for what he, you know, his tribute, essentially. Um, so I just loved hearing that, loved it. Totally agree, and I, and I can't wait to, let's go ahead and dive right into uh, LaVisca Chanel Jr. All right, Steve, kick us off for some pros for Mr. LaVisca Chanel Jr. 
Yeah, so what I noticed um, while watching some film, um, he finds the holes in, in, in the zone defense very, very well. Um, it sounds like it's a simple thing to do, but I've watched some other film where the receiver may float a little bit too much or they may not go far enough. So he's able to to find out and read those defenders to see where that, that hole will be. And he's able to settle in and, and give his quarterback as much of a window as possible. So I love seeing that from him. Um, very smooth with his, with his catches. He's got very soft hands, so he's not basically chopping at the ball. It, it, he allows it to, to come in smooth, um, which obviously allows him to gain those extra yards and, and go down the field with it or make those contested catches. I mean, with his size, you know, like we said with um, Courtney Davis being 6'2 as well, but Chenault has the 220 pounds with him. So he's able to get physical with those corners and he's able to essentially outpower them and get those 50-50 balls. So I love seeing that from him um, and having those smooth hands um, definitely helps with making those easy catches. Um, outside of that, just just really enjoyed what I liked seeing from him. Um, obviously some things he can work on, we'll get into those, but um, love what I saw from him uh, for the most part. What do you got? Yeah, he's well-rounded. He's got good speed. Um, he's got good size, top speed ability to pull away from the DBs is pretty amazing to watch. Um, his route running is 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 good. Um, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, he can block. Um, this man is physical at the ball or at the at the line of scrimmage. He's a very good blocker. Um, we talked about one of the things when we were talking about a previous receiver, and we said, you know, you knew when he was uh, Omar Bayless. You know, you knew when he wasn't going to get the ball, or he he wasn't actively seeking to be a part of the play if he wasn't involved in it that's the complete opposite opposite for Chanel jr like this man is very aggressive he's going to block he's going to block downfield he's going to help elevate the guys around him and that's something that's very key is is i like his personality I talked about it a little earlier but i think that he's going to be a leader um amongst his receiving crew and, and people are going to look at this guy a couple years from now and be like yeah you know he's got a good head on his shoulders he can play uh ken will return punts when needed as well um he's very good at it i don't think they used him enough as it um he's got great hands catches the ball away from his body i talked about that a little bit with davis um Chenault's the same way when you got a receiver, like I said before, if you have a receiver that's able to catch the ball away from his body, you know his hands are very good. And uh, LaVisca made some very spectacular plays in which you see him make those plays away from his body, and I, I love saying that. Um, he's not easy to bring down. He's going to break some tackles, um, which is very good, as you can see, um, you know, with his talent and what he's able to bring to the table is, you know, catching the ball and his run after the catch is going to be very nice on the next level as well. They get the ball in this man's hands. He had 23 rushes this year, 161 yards, a pair of touchdowns. Um, his, obviously, his season wasn't, you know, as impressive as we saw the year before. You know what I mean? He did have, you know, 11 touchdowns last year, including, you know, five rushing touchdowns last year, which is pretty nuts to think about. But, um, you know, in, in 2018, you know, he had five five catches or 50 yards in every single game. Seven of nine were nine-plus catches. To me, we talk about that, you know, when we talk about like a Jordan Love, you look back at his 2018 tape and you're like, what's wrong with him in 2019? You know, there's a few things that you can look at. The quarterback play isn't marvelous. I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, Montez has had an up-and-down year this year. Um, compared to last year, uh, he, he made, he's, you know, his percentage came down, his stats came down this year. So he threw the ball a little bit more, but it's it just, I, I didn't see 
his ability to get Chenault the ball as much as I would have liked them to. This guy's a playmaker. I mean, he averages 13 yards per catch this year, and then, of course, 7 yards per carry. You know, that's somebody you have to consistently get the ball to, his numbers. I mean, how do you go from playing in 11 games and only having 56 catches, and last year you played in 9 games and had 86 receptions? Like, it kind of blew my mind to see those numbers kind of go down. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blame it all on Montez, but I would say some of that is has to do with him. Um, he's had, you know, he had a couple big games this year. You know, where it kind of was like, hey, this is what we want to see out of Lavisca Chanel Jr. This is the guy that everybody's talking about. This is a guy who, I think, some have him pegged as a as a bottom first round pick. Um, I've seen him slide it from you know Green Bay to New Orleans to you know I've seen him in several drafts where he's getting in that bottom half of that first round and and sometimes you saw that and then some games you're just like what am I looking at and you know the big game against USC nine catches 172 you see something like that and that's like that's the guy I want to see that's the guy I want on my football team and then you you know you see him out there against UCLA and it's like three catches 16 yards and you're like that's not the guy I want to yeah. see and it's like what am I watching but. Levitska Chanel, I mean, this is one guy that I I, I don't know. I, I we talked about him a little bit previous episodes, um, but this but there's a difference between talking about a guy and sitting down and watching some tape. And we'll talk a little bit on the cons, but you know, I expected to be more blown away by Levitska Chanel, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, Stoops. But man, he's got all the talent in the world, Stoops. No, he really does. And and one of the things that that I did notice. So I mean, you spoke to what he did in 2018. Um, to that, his dominator rating last season, 32.7%. That's phenomenal. And even with him having a down season statistically this year, he was still at a 24.4% dominator rating, which is still a phenomenal number to have. So he's still making the most of, of his opportunities. But like you said, you want to see it a little bit more consistent. And I just think what I've noticed, and it's not always the case, but a lot of times when a player has that breakout year, that following season teams really start to scheme for you um we said it about chase young obviously um the, uh, clemson schemed to take him out of the game so you got to think that these these defenses are scheming to take lavisca out of the game they're double teaming him more they might even be triple teaming him at times so it's not all his fault per se quarterback play like you said doesn't help him as much but you got to think these defenses are scheming to him um but one of the things i actually found pretty cool so fourth and short um again we're talking one two possibly three yards so not anything crazy he had eight rush attempts 62 rushing yards seven of them went for first down so when they get him the ball on fourth and short he's doing what he needs to do to essentially gain that first down and keep those drives going. And that's something that we always talk about, um, you know, first downs, whether it be um, as a whole, but based on a specific down or a specific game or whatever, it doesn't matter. But the fact that he is able to essentially, or has gained a first down on almost all of his fourth and short rushing attempts um, is just, it's just, it, it speaks volumes for what he's capable of doing. And the fact that they do get him um, involved in the running game, I think helps a lot. And I think they got him more involved in that for the simple fact that outside of him, their running game was a little bit sketchy throughout the season. So love that they got him the ball, you know, in any way possible. But um, I just thought that was pretty cool, that fourth and short, how most of them did. He, he converted that first down more often than not. Yeah, I totally agree as all well. it's, it's very impressive that he's able to do that. And, um, you know, getting the ball in this man's hands the way you want him to. Like, we talked about that so many times. Is there's so many playmakers around college that they should have had the ball a lot more than they did 
and and then they just ultimately did not and it's like it, it's kind of mind-blowing but you're right i didn't think about that per se when i thought about lavisca is like you know teams kind of focusing on this individual player I, I don't know why it didn't come to mind but when you say it you're right it's like you know, it's like what Belichick does. You know, Belichick completely took A.J. Brown out of the game yesterday. And then, you know, Derrick Henry rushed for, you know, 2.6 billion yards yesterday. And they won. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, it's all about taking your best player out of the game. And that's what a lot of teams were doing this year. Absolutely. All right, Seems, kick us off some cons for Mr. LaVisca Chenault Jr. Yeah, so the, the first thing that I've got on him um, is, again, the, the injury concern. Um, it, it started to kind of pile up. He, you know, gets dinged up here and there. And he's... He's kind of going into weeks questionable, and then he misses the games, or he plays, and it's just not as as you know consistent with his play. He's not playing as many snaps, so um, definitely a concern there. I think it's you know going into an off season and, and being able to heal up, I think will help. Now that being said, his off season is going to be very shortened um, going into the draft because obviously there's the pro days, there's the combines, there's this and that going to teams so he's going to have a lot of a lot of movement a lot of traveling so i think that'll kind of hurt there a little bit but hopefully he can get healed up and 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 start to um you know alleviate some of those injuries um but another thing i noticed and this one was pretty big for me um it seemed like he struggled against man coverage i don't know if i was just reading it wrong but um it just kind of seemed like he struggled at times to create separation now that being said it could be because of an injury. Obviously, whenever you're hurt and you play through that, I love seeing the the, the toughness. But that'll that'll play a factor in your your ability to create separation or get you know around a guy kind of quicker cuts. Um, definitely seemed like he struggled against the man coverage though. So going against these these top guys, I mean, if he's going against a, a Jalen Ramsey, a Tre'Davious White, you know um, Darius Slay, you name it, these top D, um, corners in the league. If he can't create that separation, it's going to be pretty tough for him to gain those yards and stay on the field. So love to see him work on that. And again, this is something he can fix um, once he gets healed up and he's, you know, 100 percent. So those are a couple of things that I noticed, though, um, by watching film and just kind of watching him throughout his whole entire career. Yeah, I agree with 100 percent. There's a few things that I could, uh, you know, you touched on a little bit. His route running, I said it's good, but it, it could be so much better. Like, um one of those things where I was watching his footwork and, and I had just got done watching Courtney Davis and, and I kind of was enamored by how good Davis was with his footwork and then you kind of explained a little bit that he does work with NFL guys on his feet work. So it, it kind of was impressive to understand that. But then you wa- went from watching Davis to kind of watching LaVisca and I'm like, man, like Davis has got some better footwork and his footwork's a lot better. And obviously it's something that can be worked on. You know, footwork is very easy, but getting off that ball has got to be better. You know what I mean? Because he's got all the tools to be a wide receiver one in the NFL, but if he does not work on that footwork, it's going to be, you know, he's going to be very easy to shut down and very easy to... Um, come off the field, you know what I mean? So polish his route running. And another thing that I think that he could work on is is his better positioning in the ball in the air. Um, sometimes when um, Montez would throw the ball and when he threw it up in the air kind of, it, it was to me was like watching it back and I'm just like, well, you know, if he would have made a better adjustment for the ball in the air, like he would have caught that. And, and you've got to sometimes, it's not always going to be a perfect ball thrown to you. So whenever it's not a perfect ball, you've got to do whatever you can to to benefit your quarterback and make that adjustment in the air or maybe make an adjustment mid-route and make a move and, and make it happen so the ball comes in your hands or doesn't get intercepted or doesn't get knocked down. But um, he could work very much so. You've got to be able to, you know, do these certain little things on the next level or, you know, you're going to have to find that certain quarterback that's going to want to put up with something like that. And, and you know, to 
you know, obviously it's not easy. It's not easy to track a ball in the air. You know, we talk about a guy like Andy Golden, and it's like, man, he's just he's able to just get up there and take the ball away. Not everybody's going to be able to do that. But, you know, there's going to be a guys that are going to throw that 50-50 ball. And if you're not able to make a, you know, make an adjustment, make a, a, a cut or make a, you know, a body adjustment in midair and catch that ball, you're going to have some struggles. And it's going to, you're going to struggle to get the ball thrown to you again. And those are some of the things that with LaVisca. And the other thing I kind of said a little bit earlier, like Stoops, we talked about it off the air. It's like when we're watching the tape, it was like, I want to be blown away. This guy is being talked about as a top three or four receiver in this class. And I didn't feel like I watched a lot of the top three or four receiver in this class, Stoops. No, and I agree. And and one thing you had said, obviously, footwork it, it's got to get you know improved upon. But I think with with players like um, Lavisca, where they may need to improve on that footwork, I think that I don't know the proper term, but the hand fighting within the first five yards, if they're able to, you obviously can't grab a guy and just shove him away. But it's like if you're able to bump him, you know, do a swim move. You always talk about the defensive players; they work on that swim move so they can get past the lineman. If he's able to do play, if he's able to do a swim move or get get the guy off even just a half a yard a yard he's able to create that separation i think that will speak more for what he is able to improve upon and if he can get stuff like that down i think that's going to help him tremendously so you, you know like we said with davis 6'2, 200 pounds chanel 6'2, 220 so when you add 20 pounds that's going to slow you down um albeit they are still very athletic guys that, that is not taking anything away but when you add those 20 pounds it's going to slow your footwork down a little bit you got to think um but it's still something being an NFL caliber caliber receiver that um, he should be able to, to hone in on. So I think him being able to to create that separation with his hand fighting um, right there with the corners, I think will speak volumes for what he's really able to do. I totally agree 100%. All right, Stoops, what do you got for a fantasy outlook for LaVisca Chenault, sir? Yeah, so what I see from him um, – I almost think he might have like a Sammy Watkins type NFL career where he's going to be on the field. He is going to be a guy that is talked about week in and week out, whether it be, you know, in the starting lineup or unfortunately not quite making that, that, that cut depending on the depth of your starting rosters. Um, Sammy goes out and he puts up those wide receiver one numbers like he has those boom weeks I think LaVisca can't do that we've seen it you know like you said against USC where he had 172 yards and a touchdown you know so you love seeing that he's going to have those boom weeks but then he also has those and not even necessarily a bust week um you know yeah he had the 16 against uh, UCLA so that is definitely what you would call a bust but I think long term um, I don't think he's going to be that number one start him every single week type of receiver i see him more as that low end wide receiver too um but no worse basically his floor being a flex starter i I definitely see that from him obviously deeper starting roster um you know configurations within leagues he at that point would be a starter i I, I definitely see that but more of your traditional formats um like i said low end wide receiver too um and at worst his floor being a flex starter so definitely love seeing that but i definitely can can see like a a sammy watkins type career where you're gonna get he's gonna get those contracts he's gonna get the numbers he's gonna get the stuff that you really want to see from an nfl receiver but he's not gonna be your you know deandre hopkins Devontae adams um even like a julio jones type thing he may not get the touchdown but he's got the yardage consistently. So I don't see him being to that level necessarily, but someone like a Sammy Watkins is kind of where I would, would picture him. And, and, you know, that's kind of my, I guess you could say, comparison for an NFL-type career. 
I like that one actually a whole lot. That's a that's a rather perfect comparison, Stoops. Uh, I dig that one, man. That was great. Look at you, man. You're awesome. And and, and I want to say, I'm gonna say maybe nobody was thinking about it, but when I was just like, well, Sammy, what? Locks and he has, and it had nothing to do with that. It really didn't. I was just looking at playing style, looking at numbers, and I even went back and looked at college numbers. Sammy Watkins, he had he had awesome college numbers. Like I I knew he did well in college, but man, he had some 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 pretty phenomenal numbers. So no, but it was just watching styles of play and just kind of thinking about it. And that's he was the first one that popped into my mind. So I'm glad you uh, like it and agree. I totally agree, Stu. Sometimes you have great you have great points. Uh, and I mentioned this earlier when we were watching the Saints game. I tweeted it out, and I was like, "Man, you on the Jalen Hurts episode? You had talked about how you know teams could kind of utilize him in that Taysom Hill role." And it was like, you know, watching Taysom Hill play, and it's like, man, you know what? That is a solid point because why not do that? Why not utilize a guy on? Um, you know, certain plays like that. I, I just don't understand why you, especially if you're looking for a spark in the offense, you know what I mean? Like, you know, line up two quarterbacks, especially if you have an athletic quarterback where Jalen Hurts is kind of like that. Like, he would, you would have amazing playmaking abilities that would be change of pace, that would catch teams off guard. And I think that it's a fantastic comparison on that uh, aspect as well. I don't know why I'm just like stroking your ego right now, Steve, but I just want to throw that out there. But No, and, and the thing is, like, you. <sighs> You remember, I think it was Miami, if I remember correctly. Um, was it Ronnie Brown? Yeah. Um, yep, whatever they basically started with the Wildcat. Yep. No one saw, no one had ever seen that. So it's kind of like Sean Payton doing what he's doing in New Orleans with Taysom Hill. The NFL is an ever changing game year after year, especially when you change decades. So now that we're changing decades, like who knows what's going to happen next? But. You just have to be willing to take that chance, you know. And obviously, if you have talented players on your your roster, you're going to be more willing to take those chances. So, it's just it's an evolving game. Um, things are always going to be changing, improving in, in one way or another, or you know, not improving. But nonetheless, um, when you have a coach that's that's innovative and willing to take those chances. It's either going to work really, really well or it's going to go really, really bad. And at least you know. You know what I mean? Hey, let's try this. No, it didn't work. Cool. Now we know we're not going to do it. So it's just one of those where hopefully, you know, a lot of these guys that we talk about go to that type of a, a system where a coach is willing to take an opportunity or take that chance, I should say, and and see what can happen and how they could potentially change the playing style of the NFL. I totally agree 100%. Uh, folks, do us a favor. Hop on over to Twitter. Give the uh, Expand the Box Score a follow at uh, XTB Box Score. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give a show a follow at uh, The Debbie Delight. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. Breaking news. Jason Garrett out in Dallas. Breaking news. Oh, that's great. It's official. That's fantastic news. But I'll see y'all later. <laughs>